Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you and welcome again to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience. Our cities are beginning to open back up and soon me and Mark will be face to face once again, giving you podcasts as the rifle side by side teammates of Wrestlers with Experience, the podcast that you're listening to right now. I want to thank everybody for supporting this podcast and growing this podcast and allowing us to get the streaming numbers that we're getting. It's again, we take even if it's one extra person, we take it. If it's 50 extra people, we take it. We really appreciate appreciate it. And we thank you so much for it. Um, I want to thank all the listeners from Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, Tuned In, and Podcast Attic. And there's still many more to come. With that being said, I'm going to do a little bit of a different, I'm not going to say a little bit of a different episode. We cover all things wrestling. Mark will always cover the international New Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, and all of those companies that are overseas. That's what he's been appointed to do, and that's what Mark has been doing a phenomenal job at. He also will be covering the NWA past, present, and future when it comes to the NWA, which is always a great way to get a world-rounded results. I will be always presenting you WWE stuff and AEW stuff, along with every so often Ring of Honor which they haven't been on the radar much as of now, so I'm sorry I can't bring you anything from them. But it's of the order of importance that I talk about a special particular wrestler today. As you saw in the title, the man name is R-Truth, a.k.a. R-Killings, and a thousand other names that he has gone by over the course of years. And I think WWE should do something extremely special for him. And I'm not saying this because he's black. I'm not saying this because he's a super talented wrestler. I'm saying I'm saying this is because he is a super talented wrestler. And whatever they put in front of him, he has accomplished. Not many wrestlers can do what he has done. Not many wrestlers can always find ways to get himself over when they are being buried from the top of the mountain most of the time. And technically, anybody else in R-Truth's position would have failed and collapsed extremely fast no matter what they were doing the only other person that was of equal to our truth was what was that wrestler's name jesus christ he was um damien sandow oh if he would have still been in the company i'm i'm pretty sure him and our truth would have been doing something phenomenal but damien damien sandow was definitely one of those talents that no matter what they put in front of him he made a reality and you got to respect and appreciate that all of the fucking time with that being said before i get into what i'm about to talk about when it comes to our truth i want to i want to respectfully respectfully honor a little bit of his past he went by many, many names. K Malik Shabazz, K Quick, K Quick, K Crush, R Killings, R Truth. The man stands at six foot two, billing it, weighing in at 220 pounds. He was born in Atlanta, Georgia, but he's billed from Charlotte, North Carolina. He has one child, and his wife is Pamela Killings, that he's been married to since 2011. And the man is 48 years of age and wrestles better than most of the youngsters in the company. That is a hardcore fucking fact. I want to honor a little bit of this man championship reigns. All right. 
Cyber, uh, he was the Cyberspace Federation champion, world heavyweight champion one time. WWE tag team champion one time with Kofi Kingston. He was also WWF hardcore champion two times. WWE United States champion two times. As we know, currently, he's a, a, he was the, the, the LOL moment of the year, 2015 Slammy Award winner, and the WWE 24-7 championship 36 times. Down in Memphis, WMCW, Sovereign Heavyweight Champion, two times. NWA Wildside, Television Champion, one time. He was also the Total Nonstop Action, a.k.a. Impact, a.k.a. Um, what was it? TNA. He was a tag team champion there one time with Adam Jones. He was the NWA World Tag Team Champion two times with BG James, Conan, and as the three live crew. And also... He was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion two fucking times. This man has more champion has, has more championships than most. But in the WWE alone, let's see, 36, 38, 40, 41. In the WWE alone, he is he's a 41-time champion with all of the belts combined. I'm all for it. I support it. I'm with that. He's technically, he may not be the most decorated when it comes to the world title, but he's definitely decorated when it comes to amount of championships held, whether it's a 24-7 championship or not. If WWE has to, it takes the championship serious, then I'll take the championship uh, ship serious because it seems like it's the only title always respected on Monday Night Raw. It's the only title always defended on Monday Night Raw, if you want to be honest about it. But anyhow... Moving forward, R-Truth, I was watching Monday Night Raw tonight. Excuse me, let me take a sip of my water. Pardon me, people. Hold on for one second. I take large globes. Pardon me. No, but I was watching Monday Night Raw tonight, and I'm looking at R-Truth, and here he is, even in a small moment, he is helping Shayna Baszler get over just a little, just by simply leaving the ring. He didn't put her over and get any moves done to him as they sacrifice as they sacrifice the ninjas to her and stuff like that. And then he's in the ring with Randy Orton. He makes Randy Orton look fucking good. And our truth, he even broke and made Brock Lesnar laugh in the middle of the ring, which they all say is 100 percent hard to do. But R-Truth is a very rare breed of talent. If I'm right, he was trained by Chris Harmick over in Georgia South. And um whatever he whatever Chris gave to whoever Chris Harmick gave to him, he pushed it to the next fucking level. Now, we do know that he's never been a WWE champion. He's never been an intercontinental champion. The most he's garnered to the main event was when him and John Cena actually had that one match when he was getting over the imaginary friend, little Jimmy gimmick. Again, no matter what they put in front of him, he has gotten over. And I've always said, it's like the married with children thing. Um, the dumber, or just a thing in Hollywood or in entertainment in general, the dumber the character you play, the more intelligent in real life you have to be because you got to be able to think alarmingly fast to respond and react to things the way he does. Some people will try that and come off as dust buckets and cornballs and won't even fucking know it. But R-Truth has a way of getting himself over, and the more and more he gets himself over, the more and more the people respect him, and they honor him, 
and they want to see him be successful. That's the crazy part. Right now, he is the only person, realistically, if you was if you was working, if you was gonna work about the Royal Rumble, you want to set the Royal Rumble upright. He is the only comedic act in history that can legitly win the Royal Rumble and you would get a kick out of it and you would appreciate it. Imagine him. Imagine him in there, strolling in there as number one, making a joke out of number one, entertaining the crowd with the microphone, eliminating certain people, getting them out the ring, getting them, getting in and out the ring, never being eliminated, and then being forgotten about. And when it comes down to the final four, you do, you do happen to get a little peek at him, and you remember that our killings is there. Oh, excuse me, our truth is there. And when it gets down to the final three, you remember that he's those two. And you can have it where the two major players are not taking him serious because of who he is. And then you can have him honestly eliminate them and win the 2021 Royal Rumble. Honest to God, truth, right now, that Royal Rumble is not for anyone to win this year. So if you're going to do it and you want to create a feel-good moment going into WrestleMania, He's the person you can play with. You can have it where he won the Royal Rumble and doesn't even realize he won the Royal Rumble. You get what I'm saying? And still being the WWE 24-7 champion. If you want to protect the Royal Rumble, that is the way to do it. For the men, at least. And then going into WrestleMania, since WrestleMania will be a two-night event, which Triple H has been planning and, and trying to get Vince to get on board with since 2013, 2014, which was, old, which was mentioned a long time ago, back in 2013, 2014, at one of their giant press calls and trying to make WrestleMania a two-night event. Um, New Japan acted on it first with their... With their um, with their Wrestle Kingdom, but you know Triple H was the first per- Triple H and Vince. Well, Triple H was the first person to ever bring that type of thing up. So with WrestleMania being a two night event, you can build our truth on the Saturday night main event card, and you can legitly have him win the WWE Championship, and no one would be upset about it. No one would be arguably wrong about it. You just have to allow our truth to do the same thing. Allow him to build the match with whoever the person is whether it's the universal championship because right now if he was going into wrestlemania as the main event the the universal championship is in a bad position so you can have our truth win the universal championship have him crack the jokes have him get over put him back with carmella but give the champion, give the women's championship to Carmella and let her run with it. You know what I'm saying? You know, she is, Carmella was one of those women that she was better with the championship than she was without the championship. And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But when you sit back and you process it and comprehend it, our truth might be in the best position out of everybody on the roster. And if he chooses to retire in the next year or two, you can have it where our truth is legitly DWWE or Universal Championship. And I say send him over to the Universal Championship and protect it even more. You know, and then you can have it where he drops the belt on that on that live SmackDown. The very next week, seven days with the title, this, that, and the other. But it's more of a thank you moment to him for holding it down because it was one point that he was holding down Monday Night Raw. They, they introduced that 24 championship, and he was the best part of the night. He was making everybody laugh. He was entertaining the people, and he didn't come off as cooning as most black wrestlers has done in the past, and he doesn't come off as if he's 
he's more like the fourth wall breaker. Like he's the person on the couch with you, but he gets to win the championship. Therefore, you get to win the championship. And I get what they're going to do this year of getting the belt off of um, Drew McIntyre so they can have him win it in front of a crowd because that's the effect we want with that. So we know Drew McIntyre has the WWE championship tied up for at least the next two, maybe three years. Pardon me. Let me take a sip of my drink. For the next two or three years. But you can but you can really fine tune him. You can even go into some uh Survivor series and you can have uh team twenty four seven where all the people he's battling against for the twenty four seven championship are on his team against other people on the on it and the twenty four on, on the other team against whatever the other team would be, and you can have it with his own teammates that still are trying to pin him to win the to win the championship but at the same time trying to win the survivor series match does our truth is at a very unique point where he can get in the ring with anybody when it comes to the men and at first you won't take it serious but he can pull something serious out because of the 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 level of wrestler that he is the man has only wore tights one time, and that was when he was with Dolph Ziggler, and he wore Dolph Ziggler tights to the ring. That shit was hilarious. You could tell they, he was trying to take it serious, but no one's arguing with his look or his gimmick and this, that, and the other. You know when you see R. Killing, Ron Killings, a.k.a. R-Truth, you know that you're seeing a premier talent in the WWE. And I really hope that they do more with him. You got many people that say, oh, no, well, Goldust would have deserved the WWE championship. Nah, Goldust, he was over, but he wasn't over like R-Truth is over. You could say you could bring up Santino Morella, which was great. And Santino Morella had a moment where we thought he was going to win the World Heavyweight Championship at a, at a um, this is off the top of my head. I think it was at a, uh, not a Hell in a Cell. But a chamber match. I can't remember which one exactly he was going to do it. But there was a point where he, you would have thought he was close enough. But no one is getting the crowd over, especially at this moment in wrestling where all wrestling promotions are failing across the board. The only one, New Japan is not financially doing well. AEW is not financially doing well. NWA is not financially doing well. The only two, the only federation that is 100%, the company that wrestling company that is 100% and a 240% surplus. Truth, and that's a real truth. 240% surplus is the WWE. No questions asked. So you gotta, you gotta commend that, and, and you gotta realize that that without an audience, they're doing great. And I think WWE has made it their business to. They, they're not protecting R-Truth, but they they are leaning on him to do something. Because even, like I said earlier tonight, Shayna Baszler, she came out, she threw a couple of people around. But that little interaction with her and R-Truth kind of set the tone that, okay, excuse me, okay, she's back and she's doing something and maybe we can get something with her and this, that, and the other. So those are those little, those are those little things that... You gotta just say, okay, she she's in there. Let's see what she can do. Let's see what she can do. But again, you're waiting to see if she's gonna smash our truth because our truth is kind of becoming the co-sign for people. Even Randy Orton last night. Randy Orton didn't have nothing to do, but just him simply hitting our truth with the with the RKO 
people cheer for it because it was like setting up the jokes. The interaction with him and Flair was it was pretty good. And you can't knock that. You know what I'm saying? You really can't knock that. You got to talk about And he knows how to play heel very well if you need him to. There was a time when he was wrestling for the NWA championship over in total nonstop action. And he was believable as a heel against Jeff Jarrett at that moment in time. You got You had to love it. You had to respect it. You had to honor it. And again, going back to when he was little Jimmy, he was going in as the heel against Cena. And the fans was loving him. You know, and every time he interacted with little Jimmy, you believe that there was a character again. It's like I call it the married with children syndrome. Um, the calorie, the the woman who played Kelly, I can't remember her name. If you're going to tell if you're mentioning her name and you think that I can hear you, there's no I can't hear you. But the chick who played Kelly is a highly intelligent human being. And to play stupid and dumb and idiotic and retarded, it's not an easy performance in Hollywood. It's not the it's not a great performance. Even The Rock, when he did it in that movie, um, when he did that undercover spy movie with Kevin Hart, you have to remember he played a dummy at one point who was just highly violent and highly um, security level intelligent. And when you sit back and think about it, again, that is not an easy performance to pull off at all. And The Rock pulled it off. We know The Rock is intelligent. Again, he was a comedic piece who happened to have a real serious overtone. So in order to pull off comedy, you're technically probably one of the most serious people around and your level of intelligence is heightened. And again, we got loads of people who think that they're geniuses when it comes to comedic timing and comedic comedic performances. And no one has the heart to tell them that they're really horrible. You know, and that's the truth. And he is he is definitely one of those people. I think if you're going to do something this year at WrestleMania with the fans eventually coming back into the building and handling that type of stuff, if you're going to do something, now is the fucking time to give him that one run. Even if it's just for a week. I don't think he should hold that title for a month. Oh, no, 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 no. I think our truth should win that title and straight up and down protect the universal championship and whoever you really want to build for it make it look like it's fucking embarrassing that they lost the r-truth somehow clean in the middle of the ring for the universal championship and then have him run that belt back on the main event uh at the main event of the, the smackdown after wrestlemania and have him drop that title but you can send him into the royal rumble winning the royal rumble on a comedic performance and the people will get behind it We've had one of the best Royal Rumbles we had in a long time at this year at 2020's Royal Rumble. It was great. No questions asked. It was a fucking great Royal Rumble. You know, but it had two serious elements to it. So maybe you can bring the serious element to it and have it where our truth is the fluke win. And that's really the direction you want to go in. And it's the greatest swerve that you can pull in Royal Rumble history, you know. Most of the times we can predict who the Royal Royal Rumble winner is going to be. But our truth winning the Royal Rumble, some people may say it's not a good idea. Some people would say it's a stupid idea. But right now, if you take every wrestler on the roster and tell me who's going to win the, the Royal Rumble, you, can, you don't have an answer for me because I don't have that answer. No one has that fucking answer. And, that, that, and you can change consistently. But if you take our truth and just do special things with him, 
No one's going to realize that you set him up to win the Royal Rumble. No one's going to realize that you set him up to win the Universal Championship. And him becoming Universal Champion can be the biggest thing. He's public friendly. He can do all of the interviews and radio stations within that one week. And then he can drop the championship to the person that you have been grooming to become the Universal World Heavyweight Champion. I say you could put him and The Fiend up against each other. And him going over on The Fiend would be psychotic. It would be a punch in the face. Or you can have it where you could just get the belt to The Fiend through our killings. And then you can set up where there's a number one contenders match for the WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania and have it where The Fiend wins. Because eventually, you're going to have to put the title on The Fiend and give him a clean year run with it. You have to give him the Undertaker run with that championship. But... Let me not beat your heads with this. I'm just saying, these are my thoughts. These are my opinions. This is what I feel can be done. And I think they should take a chance and run with it. With that being said, I thank you guys once again for listening to Wrestlers With Experience. I am Dietrich Davis. And as Mark always messes the name up, it's King Bumaye, not Bumbaye. It's King Bumaye for y'all who don't know the correct pronunciation. Um... I want to thank you guys over at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, Tuned, and, and Podcast Addict for being people who are, who, who are listening to our podcast on whatever streaming platforms that you listen to it to. Um, uh, as you guys know, before this episode and one day, yesterday I dropped two episodes in one day because it was kind of themed around everything New Japan. I normally don't do that, but it made sense since those two events kind of happened within two to three nights of each other. So once again, I thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to go to the the the, the, the in process and being revamped, ddod.tv. DDO, Dietrich Davis on demand website which is ddod.tv which that will always be in the description box of this podcast whatever platform that you're listening to thank you so much i appreciate you guys have a great and safe week stay covid free stay healthy wear your fucking mask it's only respectable and i'll catch up with you guys in the next episode